The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you comfortable discussing money and your personal wealth? If not, where would you start? Is it money and your family, money and charitable contributions, or business and personal wealth? This is Conversations with Money, featuring your hosts, Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. Our show is about real people talking about money. You will develop a better understanding about your conversations with money and also hopefully develop some new habits to make conversations about money easier. Now, here is Franco and Marissa. Welcome to Conversations with Money. I am your host, Franco Caligiuri, and filling in for Marissa today is... Ali Warnica. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome, Ali. Thanks for joining us and, uh, and joining us on our show today. Our show today, we're actually going to be talking about the seven secrets of creating wealth. And we're going to go into the seven tips of really looking at how we can, as individuals on this planet Earth... Build wealth. So we're and letting the secrets out. We are letting the secrets out today. Wow. So welcome. I know Marissa would really enjoy this, but uh, I'd love to have you here and join us. I know you're, you're a little bit of a veteran now. I am a veteran now. This is my second return, uh, I was going to say appearance, but not appearance. Host. Host on the show. and So watch out, Marissa. Yeah, watch out, Marissa. I'm taking over. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, but we should be careful because Marissa may be listening in and well, <laughs> she might for climb sure, up the wall. She might climb up the wall, <laughs> open up the door. So if you hear a loud bang, it's Marissa coming in saying, what the, but uh, welcome Ali. And I look forward to having this conversation with you on the seven secrets of creating wealth. And um, sorry to let the bag, out, uh, the cat out of the bag, but uh, really, they're not really secrets, are they? Well, I think they are for some people. I mean, do you think they're widely known? They're not. And that's why they are secrets. And that's why I bring that up. Mm-hmm. See, they're secrets because they're not widely known, but mm-hmm. their principle has been around for generations, mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of years. But the, the issue and the problem is that they're not taught. Right. Like you said, ancient strategies, and there is a simplicity to them, but it's not like we grow up learning this in school. Absolutely we not. We should. I think that's changing, but we didn't. I mean, I didn't learn the seven secrets of creating wealth in grade seven. <laughs> I don't think... Uh, that would have been beneficial. Well, can you imagine? Can Better you imagine than career and personal planning. <laughs> 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 right, right. From individuals that, uh, no disrespect to these people that are in those positions, but career planning <laughs> probably shouldn't be teaching career planning or giving advice to young, young minds that are out there. Well, before we, we start uh, with tip number one, I do want to give a little shout out and thank you for, well, thank you to the listeners I've been, uh, that are listening in the countries that they're listening to. We're now at uh, up to 18 countries where people are tuning in and we want to thank everybody. And, and you know what? I do want to give, spend a little bit of time just mentioning the countries that are listening in. It's important. We appreciate it. 
we appreciate you tuning in, taking the time, taking the hour, taking the amount, any amount of minutes that you do to actually tune in and, and to listen to what we have to say. And so we want to thank uh, people in Belgium, Belgium that are listening in. Are you from your parents? Ukraine. Ukraine. Are they, is the Ukraine on the list there? I am sorry to say, <laughs> oh, but no. Ukraine is not on oh, the not list. Not yet. But, not yet. But we want to thank people in Spain. Wow. Yeah, Spain for and, and Vietnam. We have listeners in Vietnam, Japan, uh, in uh, Korea. Did I say Netherlands? I didn't say Netherlands. Not yet. We want to thank people in Netherlands, uh, in uh, South Korea, in Brazil, wow. in uh, the UK, Philippines, Israel, Algeria, uh, China, in Russia, the Russian Federation, uh, Australia. Uh, Ireland and uh, people in Ireland, uh, if you can have a uh, a pint of beer for us, that'd be great. I look forward to one day going to Ireland to have some beer. Was that just off the cusp? Was that just random? That was kind of random. Oh, was it? Like okay. all Irish people just drink beer. No, they, they make great beer. I'm giving oh, tribute to, oh, okay, to them. Great. I'm not saying other countries don't. I'm just saying I think well, Ireland. I, I think they'd agree with you. No, I think so. And uh, U.S., across the U.S., uh, Canada and a new country that uh, a new one yeah India wow we want to thank everybody we thank you as I said for tuning in and taking the time to listen to us and hopefully we can continue to to bring you content that um, that will be worth your time to to listen in now how can people get a hold of us well, Franco, there's a few different ways. We've got our social media handle. So we've got our Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at your money matters. And that's matters without an E, M A T T R S, at your money matters. As well, you can check out our website at www.capitalcorefinancial.com. And as well, we've got a Facebook page at Capital Core Financial. Super. And if people want to write in, we have an email address. Yep, info at capitalcorefinancial.com. Super. And also the toll-free number is one 472 5790 Always love to be able to talk to you live. So what's tip number one? Tip number one on the seven secrets of creating wealth is to save 10% of everything you earned. 10%. Yeah. Now you're saying everything. Everything. Every little thing. Every little thing. And this is actually a carry forward of the show last week that Marissa and I, we, we actually talked about who do you pay first? Mm-hmm. Allie, did you listen to that episode? I'm putting you on the spot. Did, I did listen to it in? every day on repeat. <laughs> 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 All right. Well said. Well, last week we talked about paying yourself first because we pay everyone else first. Um, and if you were to go on the street and actually ask individuals, uh, do you pay yourself first or do you pay 10% off of um, what you earn? A lot of people, I think, would probably say yes. But if you were to challenge them and dig deep and actually look at their budget, I would probably say that most people don't because it's, it's a very, very difficult thing to do. And you, you had a little bit of tone where you, you highlighted the word everything. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what was your question on that? What, what were you questioning on that? Well, I mean, this is a strategy that I think works when you really are consistent with it. So it's not like, oh, okay, once I get in a certain windfall that's above and beyond all the debt that I have, or when I feel secure in all these other payments, then I 
then I save 10%. This is talking about everything that comes in. So if it's, you know, whether it's $100 or $100,000, it's 10%. Absolutely. And it, it, because we go through seasons, the, the, see, the problem that we all have, it's a good problem, mm-hmm. but it's life. Life happens. Life gets in the way. And it's how we handle it and how we adapt to it. I've heard many people, we've had clients mm-hmm. with Capital Core Financial. We've had clients that say, uh, I'm not going to track my numbers this month because I'm, I'm going on a lot of trips. Or it's Christmas. Or it's Christmas. So I'm spending a lot of money. But does that mean that this is going to be the only Christmas or this going to be the only vacation right. you can go on? There's always something. You're going to have another 90 Christmases to come and go. Or your car needs repairs. Right. And so it doesn't matter if you make $1,000 this month or if you get a windfall and you earn 50000 this month. It's that discipline. It's that discipline. Marissa and I, we talk a lot about this. It's the discipline. It's, it's having the habit, the default that before anyone else gets any of this money, 10% is mine. So if it's $1,000, 10% of that is $100. $100 is mine. No one else gets it. Mm-hmm. If it's 50000 well, 5000 is taken off, if I did my math right here. $5,000 taken right. off before you give it to anyone else or you spend it. Right, which sounds like a very easy thing to do and a pleasant thing to do. I'm, I'm paying myself first. I'm giving myself money. So why, why do you think people aren't, why do you think people have a hard time with this concept? Uh, Marissa and I, we, we've talked about this on, on a few shows and it, it's the me mentality, it's the now mentality. I may not live tomorrow. I may not be around. Uh, I see something now. I want to make myself happy. It's, it's, it's the self-gratification of today without thinking about uh, a future event or, or even just the future itself. Because they, when you, I mean, if you were to ask your, your friends uh, or even go on the street and just ask people, would you save $1,000 now or $100 now or would you spend it? And I think a lot of people would like to say that they would save it. But we, we are faced every single day. We're bombarded by thousands of messages every day to let go of our money, to spend it, to part mm-hmm. ways with it. Follow your bliss. <laughs> Follow your bliss. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> Can you expand a little bit more on that? Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's huge in the yoga culture. Uh, it's all about, like you said, living in the now. And enjoying life now. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, do what makes you happy. Do what feels good. And for some people, saving doesn't feel good. It doesn't. Why? Why doesn't it feel good, Allie? I think there's a few different reasons. I think, like you said, there's that want of immediate gratification. I want to have what the Joneses have. I want to be able to go to Maui. I want to be able to compete with photographs on Facebook like everyone else is going on hot vacations or getting new clothes or whatever the thing is. I, I think that's one side of it. Mm. The other side, I think... That's that, actually a great point that you're just bringing up there. What, which part? I think the psych, psychological, the psychological of, part. Of, yeah. Of, of keeping of, up, of needing to... Right. To post the next best picture or that right. sunset or that new thing or that drink or new that, car that or plate. Exactly. That you're eating at in some place on the beach. Yeah, and and it and you see these pictures, and you're like, wow, everyone else is must not be working. They're out on vacations, they're out enjoying themselves, and you know, why, why am I so hard done by? I need I need a break today. I need to go and you know and travel. So I think that's a big mentality that we come across a lot. 
Um, I also think a challenge is that people who have debt are saying, well, why would I pay myself first? Why would I put some money aside when I should you know, be taking care of this? So what would you say to those people? Mm, that's a very good uh, thought and question because we, we do come across that quite a bit, Allie. And yeah, it's really looking at the numbers. It's actually really taking a look at the numbers because you can pay down your debt very, very quickly. So that's one thought. So you actually pay pay down your debt. And if you're disciplined to actually pay down your debt, because a lot of people actually don't end up doing that. They end up thinking that this is the best strategy, that instead of saving money, I'll pay down my debt. But you ask them a year later, how successful was that? Where are you at now? 90% of the time, and you know this, Ali, we've come across people. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't. They haven't even made a dent. Why? Because they haven't changed. They haven't faced up to the reason why they got into that debt in the first place. And so they continue on the same habit, the same buying habit. And so they actually haven't changed anything. Right. And so I've come to, to advocate and actually recommend that people do both. So they actually save money and they also pay down the debt. And at right. the end of the year... Heck, if they're in the same position, they still have the same amount of debt. Well, you take the savings and you, you, you pay, it, pay it off. Right. But now right? you've gotten the habit of saving and, and you've changed part. your perception. And you've mentioned this before, which I think is important. You start to believe and think of yourself as a saver. I am someone who has assets. You can't necessarily eat your credit card, but if you have right. money in the bank, now you, now you even have that feeling of like, okay, I'm, I am abundant. Yes. I am someone who has options versus what I come across a lot in um, with some of our clients and I've experienced this myself is that feeling of, okay, whenever money comes in, I just need to throw it at my debt. And it's done very unconsciously and very um, reactively, usually with some emotion of, I just don't even want to deal with it. I just want it, it to be gone. So there's no actual strategy, no system like you mentioned, of, of paying it down in the most efficient way. Well, it, it, it's very similar to going on a diet and trying to lose weight. Oh, that's a good point. How many yeah. people have great intentions? Here's right. the end result. However, it's, it's, either, it's either feast or famine. Right. And they're, they're, they're not working on the strategies of, of why reach for that ice cream when you're full mm-hmm. or you're about to go to bed or you really shouldn't eat it. And instead of just really looking at it and going, I will have it as part of the overall meals that I eat. And really looking at when you reach for the ice cream, what's the issue? What what comes up? What's causing you to do that? Are you trying to feel something that's emotional? And same with spending. Mm-hmm. Spending is exactly the same thing. You have people that pay down debt, pay down, pay, pay down debt. It's like losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. And then all of a sudden you're faced with a chocolate cake in front of you and then you gorge on the chocolate exactly, cake. Exactly, because you're starving. You're starving. And there's no balance. So you're starving mentally too when you put that type of discipline financially too. That's a great metaphor. Because you never... I can identify with that, that metaphor. Can you? Yes, definitely. The extreme. You sharing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's that temptation to say, I'm going to go on this extreme diet. Some people do the the master cleanse say or they'll just I'm just gonna have lemon juice and cayenne pepper and maple syrup. Right. <laughs> have you ever done that? Yeah, I, I, I've heard of it. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. And then you but the thing is it's just like you're saying, you never actually have to evaluate what your food choices are because 
you've actually taken uh, taken away choices. So now you've never experienced and empowered yourself to be able to make good decisions. All you're doing is saying, okay, this is all I have until you, you get to that point of exhaustion or frustration or whatever. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to eat again. You're going to go back into the same habits versus you know, looking at a well-balanced diet and looking how, okay, really evaluating each time. Okay, what is the best strategy? What is best in the moment? And dealing with the emotional aspect right. of it. Okay, so before we go into the break, let's go into two, point number two, tip yes. number two. We got seven here. Oh, okay, we, we better hurry it up. <laughs> within 15 minutes, we dealt with only one. Okay, so tip number two. Track everything you spent money on. You have spent money on. So track tip number two, track everything you spend money on. So tip number one was save 10% of everything you earn. I think so actually it's in line with that. Definitely. So track everything you spend money on. So why would you want to track everything that you spend your money on? And that sounds very overwhelming. I could just imagine just someone listening to that and going, track everything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It is. It's it's very. Uh, it can be very daunting, but also very enlightening. In what way? Well, the, it's just like the calorie counting. You, it's easy when you're not tracking to say, "Oh, well, that didn't really count. That little bite of that, those little crumbs, they're they're not really part of my overall intake." It's the same it's, as spending. It's almost like they're invisible, right? Right. So I took a bite now, but doesn't really count. That doesn't count. <laughs> That's a bite of someone else's ice cream. It's not. That makes me laugh because I've done it too myself. <laughs> right. We're we're cheating ourselves out of reality, essentially. Right. So that five dollar latte. It yes. doesn't really count. Why do I need to track that? Exactly. Or that $3 coffee. Right. It's why, so, why bother tracking And that? it's so small, really. Because if you actually calculate this, so we got 30 seconds before a break, oh, okay. but let's actually calculate this. So if, let's just take, let's say $4 for a coffee, and you do it four times, let's say four times in a week, right? Yep. So, so what do we got there? So, so let's say four times, there's... There's 52 weeks in a year. That's 208 times. And let's say the coffee costs five bucks. Let's say, well, okay, well, let's just say four. Okay, be conservative. That's $832 in a year. Right. Now, all of a sudden, does it feel like a bite size? It actually does matter, Heck doesn't no. it? It does. That And that adds up. Okay, you know what? Let's end off with that. Uh, we'll, on the other side of the break, we'll continue on with the conversation. We'll get to, to tip number number three. And uh, we'll try to cover tip number three, four, and five. So we're going to break. We'll check you out on the other side. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Conversations with Money with Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at CapitalCoreFinancial.com. Now, back to Conversations with Money. Welcome back uh, from the break. Uh, You have Franco Calgary. And Ali Warnica. Ali filling in for Marissa Sipolensky for today. And thank you again for, for doing that, Ali. Okay, so before the break, we, we talked about tip number one, uh, save 10% of everything you earn. Tip number two, track everything you spend money on. Now, tip number three. Now, actually, just to finish off with tip number two, track mm-hmm. everything you spend money on. How can somebody do that? Because it, it is a daunting task. We have hundreds of, of individuals that have come through our office here and that's probably one of the greatest challenges that people have is tracking mm-hmm. it. So how can they track? How can they start very simply? You know what? The, there's different things that work for different people. We have developed a software where we can actually input it in an Excel sheet, and that works great for people. You've mentioned this before, Franco, how often if it's something, if it's some kind of program or app that does it for you where you're not manually putting it in, then often you can kind of again, be blind to what you're actually spending. So I think that's an important part. Whatever spreadsheet thing that you want to use, that you're really inputting the numbers. Um, Some people love to write, like actual pen and paper. They want something tangible, something to hold in their hand. Uh, So for some people, I recommend that if they're consistent with it. Whatever you do choose to use, you want to have it with you and be doing it frequently. Did you find it easy yourself? No. To do it? No, I didn't. Track? No. No. And you, you know. Do you mind sharing? Yeah, I'll share, Franco. <laughs> Thanks, for you. Allie. <laughs> well, everybody knows that, you know, I, I uh, came with uh, uh, 20000 of debt early in my early 20s and credit card uh, debt and paid it off and really wasn't tracking anything until my wife and mm-hmm. I got married and then she was the one that was tracking things. And, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, I'd gone to the habit of doing that. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I've already shared that. Okay, I know. They'll, they'll know you. I know, I know. I'm teasing you. You know what? And it wasn't until you actually recommended uh, that I start to really get precise uh, about what I was spending that I started to really look at it. And I fell off the wagon so many times. And you know what actually started to work for me? It was when me and my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, said, okay, how do we 
how do we come together and do this and, and uphold each other and keep each other accountable? So we decided every Sunday that we would get together, we'd make a pot of coffee, and we would do it together. One person would, would call out the numbers and the receipts. The other person would enter the data. And sometimes it was a challenge, you know, but once we got into it and got in the momentum of it, it was great. And it became just a weekly ritual. And that was the first time I really got uh, consistent with it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. And so you didn't give up. We didn't give up. You kept no. going. And usually there would be one person that was a little grumpy or hesitant or do we have to do this now or let's do it tomorrow. But, you know, as soon as you get in that mentality, you know you're not going to do it. You have to commit to a time and just say, nope, this is what we said. Right. Yeah, discipline, which you've, discipline. you've both right. mentioned before. Right. Okay. So tip number three, invest what you save. So what you save, invest. So now a year later, we have money. We put money aside. And let's say we've been able to save up Mm $5,000 or $10,000. Now save it. So what does that mean? What does that mean, Allie? Well, to me, it's interesting. That one I looked at, invest what you saved. Okay, that sounds like a no-brainer. Of course. Yet I've had the experience recently even where... I, you know, had a windfall of money. I put it in my savings account. I just wanted to keep it there just to look at it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I wanted to walk around and just have that number in my savings account. Okay. (laughs) We might not be able to get through all the seven tips today because just what you just said right there. Uh Oh, did I open a can of worms? It's a massive, the worms are 20 feet long. (laughs) But I'm really happy that you said that because what will happen is... Um, which is actually tip number four, which we'll get into, but okay. it actually leads into that quite well. But what you just said there, I think a lot of people, actually two things will happen. This is what I've seen over 16 years. Two things will happen. They'll either see that and they'll go, okay, um, you don't have to tell us what the amount is, but let's just say it's $10,000. Okay. They'll save it up. And then what will happen is that, oh, that's enough for like a two months trip or that's a lot of clothes I can buy. Mm-hmm. Or that's a car. I can actually go and get a car. That's a down payment. Or that's, that's like half a payment for a car. And, or they actually save it up. Now it becomes hard for them to spend it. Mm-hmm. Or to even invest it. So can you, can you share <laughs> your feelings? So when you noticed that and you saw it, so what, what were those feelings yeah. that, that, you, that you felt? It was interesting. This it was fascinating. It was, yeah, I'm, I'm reliving it now. And it was, a, it was a feeling of security, I think, and a feeling of, it, I think I felt more towards that last one of like, I don't want to spend it. I want to keep it as this pretty shiny number and admire it and just have it there. And it felt, um, it felt really good because it felt like it was still in my, uh, control. And it it also felt that there was also a little bit of what you were saying. It felt like if I was, you know, walking down the street, like I could look at something and be like, I could buy that right now. I could buy two of them. Five of them. If I wanted to. <laughs> if I wanted to. Yeah. And there and it did feel sort of powerful in a sense. Which is interesting because investing it is not it's not taking away, it's such an illusion. But I think often we have that feeling of we want to hold, somehow hold it close. It's kind of 
pays homage to when people had money in their shoebox. Right. Under the bed. Under the mattress. It's just, I think it's probably the same type of mentality of, you know, closer, the closer to me, the better. Really, it's still it's still in an institution. It's still just a number on a screen, really. Yes, absolutely right. And a lot of people have experienced that. And and we've actually had clients have come in and we tell them to invest this amount. And it's a very difficult process for them to go through mentally to now let go because they've always had in this in the safety in their mind the safety account which is a bank account, and earning nothing. They're actually losing money because of inflation. You know that, right, Allie? Yes. inflation, yeah. cost of goods uh, go up, and if you're not earning the same amount or more, then you're actually losing money. That's actually losing its value. Right, right. But see, but see, this is what this show, that's why this show is important to have this conversation because those feelings, you can't, and we can't ignore them because those feelings will dictate how we will invest and where we put that money. Because mm-hmm. if now you got $10,000 and you leave it in a, an account that's earning you nothing or in a mattress or in a shoebox, five years from now, it's not worth 10000 anymore. It's actually worth maybe 9500 Right. But mentally, we feel the safety and yeah. we feel empowered that, yeah, we can buy things, but not yeah. realizing we actually buy less. Right. We're actually losing. We're losing. Wow. We don't have the time today. Maybe that's another show in the future. <laughs> I think that Talk is a that. whole show. So let's highlight that point okay. right there. Okay. But uh, you know what? It's let's well, let's get into to number four because it's a good um, it's a good segue. For it, sure. it really it is because in. what's tip number four? Guard the treasure from loss. So guard, guard. That's the key word. Yes. Guard your money. I like tre- treasure. Sounds treasure. Good. Okay, <laughs> guard your treasure from loss. Okay. Right. So what does that mean? What does that mean to you, Allie? For me, it means protect it. So how are you going to protect it? How, what, you know, what happens if the markets crash, let's say? What happens if you have an emergency and you need to take out all the money of your account? Do you have a backup? Is your money secure? Is, is it insured? Can I, can I add one more thing? Of which I think a lot of people probably can relate to. Hopefully yeah. they can. You have a friend. Right. <clears throat> Allie, uh, you know, I, I, I know that you have $10,000. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now you've now stayed on live well, I know radio. It's not, is <laughs> I'm it just 10? kidding. No, no. All right. Okay. So, 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 Ali, uh, it could, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make it higher. Than, uh, you know, can I borrow 5000 Right. And then I, me being such a caring, <laughs> compassionate person, oh, well, what so, do I say? Right. So that's why this tip ah, is very, very important. And because I understand, I understand where you're going with, with yeah. and you're completely right. You know, the investment risk, how you're going to, you know, what's your downside risk? Um, how much could you potentially lose? But I think even just even more closer to home, because he could be a relative, I think, mm-hmm. I think all of us can probably put up a hand and say, yeah, you know, someone's always, you know, approached me, a friend. It doesn't have to be $5,000. It could be $100, $50. Definitely. Right? Yeah. And, and so what, what do you do when you're in that position? Because you worked hard for this money. Right. And, and this, this is actually an ancient tip. This is actually from 
from the book called The Richest Man in Babylon. And last week, I know we gave the URL, but it didn't work. And we, we actually have the uh, one that uh, does work. We'll, we'll announce it a little bit later on so you can go get it. But actually, in, there's a chapter that talks about guarding the money that you worked hard to put aside okay. from people that have great intentions. So what do you do? Do you have a policy statement? Okay, this is there. This should be no oh. dead, dead <laughs> Did I stump I you on that? I thought that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> but you were asking, do oh, you do have, I? Well, not just you, okay. but do you have, have you sat down, have you thought about it? If you were asked this question, right. what would you say? What's your policy statement on that? Right, like when do you give and when do you not? Right. And, and, and what, what arrangements are around that or, yeah. or what, what are the criterias? This may sound cold to some people. Well, they're family and friends. Great. But we've also seen many family and friends that all of a sudden those relationships are ruined because there's an expectation that they're going to pay back and it, they, they never discuss it. Or if they do, it's in very heated moments. Mm-hmm. But what do you have in place? It's almost like a mission statement that when someone asks me to borrow money, this is what I'll invest in. This is what I'll, I'll lend money on. And mm-hmm. these are the conditions. And, and here's the fine line of and where I won't. Right. And being strong and solid about that. Exactly. So it's practicing. That's a really good When the suggestion. moment happens. Okay. Again, we go back to the very beginning of the show. You said, well, I wish we were taught this in school. Again, imagine as a school, actually, in, well, there's one class that maybe spent a couple hours on it. You know, getting us to think like that. Not that to be cold, but it's just. What do we, because then we get frustrated. And I think that's the part that pisses people off. They get mm-hmm. frustrated. Why when someone doesn't pay back? Well, because mm-hmm. you didn't take the time initially to really go through it. Right. And, and, a, and a lot yourself. of people do that without any, any kind of contract, even something written down. There's just that feeling of, oh, I, you know, I want to feel, I want to be that compassionate person. I don't want to be the stickler to hold them to something and make them write it down. And... It's interesting. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then you actually have it in your mind. You write it out for yourself. You don't need to show anybody, but you go, my policy on this is that I will lend up to whatever amount. Let's just say $1,000, and I will be okay if they never pay it back. Oh, interesting. If if you're not actually doing some formal agreement, yes. you should. that's the contract that you're Between creating yourself. with yourself. That's oh, right. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I like that. You know, my dad actually used to write out contracts for us if we ever wanted to borrow money and we'd have to sign it and he'd keep oh, it wow. in his file. Really? Yeah. And it was good. I think it was it was empowering and on my ha- my behalf as well because I recognized, oh, this is not just the bank of mom and dad that has no, <laughs> that has no end. That's right. No end. <laughs> As, as uh, there was, my kids say, it's infinite. Right. Infinity. <laughs> right, that there was actually a, an exchange, a transaction there. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. And so if we're guarding our treasure from loss, so going to ourselves and really writing it down. Mm-hmm. You think being clear thing? with ourselves. Clear. Yes, definitely. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, so far we have saved 10% of everything that you've earned. Tip number one. Tip number two. Track everything you spend money on. Okay. Tip number three. Invest what you have saved. Tip number four. Guard the treasure from loss. 
Well, tip number five, invest in a place in which you'll live in. This is an interesting one. Yeah? Why is it interesting? Why is it interesting to you? Yeah, well, because it's, it's, an, uh, it's an intro. I'm not a homeowner yet, and I'd like to be. And when I look at that, I'm like, yeah, that's, that sounds good to me. But yet there are, what do you say to the people where there are all these costs and it becomes maybe not a good investment? You know, how do you know it's a good investment? What does that mean? Like, what does that mean to you? Mm, very, very good. Uh, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm glad they actually brought that up because a lot of times we enter into buying a place and, and you actually made a point that you eventually that you would like to um, buy a place do you find that it's a it's a want or a need? It's definitely a want. Definitely a want. Yeah, I've got a, we've got a beautiful roof over our head. We're totally fine. But there's that feeling going back to the Facebook analogy. That feeling of well, I you know I'm at this age. I'm married now, having a child soon. We should be homeowners. That's what Vancouver you people do. Be. We'll see. You, you, you use yeah. that word a couple of times. We should. We should. Yes, exactly. So it's it is very much an emotional um, feeling. So, yeah, and so so how do we overcome that? Because we would, um, I mean, be grateful. We're all we're very objective and logical, and walked around uh, like Vulcans that uh, that we saw. <laughs> we only went through the numbers. And this makes no sense. <laughs> I will walk away from this deal. We, we don't do that. We're human yeah, beings. Yeah, we're emotional right? beings. We our lives are dictated by our emotions. Exactly. But I think that as the show is about having that conversation, so the conversation I believe should be on when should you, and when do you allow emotions to dictate your purchase, especially buying a home. Or, or, or should we be looking at it objectively as much as possible and try to push the emotion side to the side and go, emotions, you know, leave us for a couple of minutes or a couple of hours as we looked at objectively? Because you can buy a property. For example, Vancouver here, that's where we're based out of, a million dollars is not uncommon. Oh, yeah. It is, right? it is the norm. Okay, so a yeah. million dollars, property taxes, maybe between five to $8,000 a year. Okay, so in 10 years from now, let's say it's 5000 How much is that in 10 years? I know we're going to break and I'm opening up a freaking <laughs> big can of worms here. You said 5000 so $5, $5, like $50,000 $50, a year. In ten, no, in 10 years. So oh, 5000 a year, 10 years, that's $50,000. Oh, that's a lot. You own a home. That's a whole other down payment. Right. <laughs> Maintenance costs. Maintenance costs. Let's say maintenance right. costs every single year, and that's actually buying stuff around the home too. Let's say it costs you ten thousand dollars. So in ten years, that's hundred thousand dollars. So in ten years, property taxes and maintenance, that's hundred fifty thousand dollars. Then we're going to break, and then we get the flashing. We're done. <laughs> the break. We'll continue this on the other side. Enjoy the break. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies 
Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Conversations with Money with Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. To reach our show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to info at capitalcorefinancial.com. Now, yeah. back to Conversations with Money. Welcome back to Conversations with Money. This is Franco Calgary. And I'm Ali Warnica filling in for Marissa Sapolinski. Hi, Marissa, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, you have the, uh, the website uh, for people to download the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. Do you mind sharing that? Yes, definitely. It's www.ccsales.com slash the, the, T-H-E, underscore richest underscore man underscore in underscore babylon dot pdf yes and it's a free book and it was written almost 100 years ago and it's available for free so on that site you'll be able to download it and read it it's a book that i've written or i've i've, I've read probably about 20 times yeah, it's a powerful book it you gives read you, it? yeah you gave it to me oh, okay when i first working here right four years ago <laughs> yeah and it and it really did change my perspective yeah. it's a very simple book and i've had people say it's so simple i'm like okay well are you you doing it are you actually doing the things that they say inside there okay so invest in a place you will live in and some people will say well invest in a place that you live in if it's a money hole and we just went through property taxes and maintenance costs the same 10 years being it could be about one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Um, and, and then we haven't even talked about some other costs that go into it. So you have a furnace that needs to be replaced or a roof that needs to be replaced. Or let's say there's a powerful wind and all of a sudden there's trees that damage your house. Or Happens. Yes. Or, wow, how about if you want to change the look of it? Right. Renovate. Ooh, renos. We ever get that money back. Now, what we're saying here, and I think that if you were to look at your home as a place to live in. I would say it's a place that you probably could potentially live in for at least 10 to 20 years. And where did you come up with that number? Well, I'm just looking at it for myself mm-hmm. from, from uh, my own experience. 
and, and being a homeowner and, and actually since my wife and I got married, we've lived in the same house and we have three kids. We've contemplating selling because our place is meant, it's only three bedrooms. And as kids get older, they're probably going to want their own space. So we're thought getting a bigger place, but we decided to actually just invest in the property and, and to make it more space efficient. So make the space that's available uh, into one where it, it creates great bigger space. And what we did is we, we started to invest in, in, in the home where last year we did a landscaping project and made it into what we want it to be to use it. Because you can't put a cost on the kids being at home and inviting their friends over uh, and using the space and living it, it and enjoying it. There's that emotional part. Of it. I think that's where emotion can come in. Definitely. When you're buying a place, try to keep it objective so you get the best deal possible. But homes is one of those things where when you let emotion run, oh, what's an extra 10000 Add it to the mortgage. Right. And Not it's really. easy just to sweep it in there. Sure it is. Yeah. It's over time. Right. It, absolutely. You don't even really see it. 25-year <laughs> mortgage? Ah, who cares? <laughs> but it does add up. Yes, you run the numbers. It allows you to be focused and to stay within the budget. People, you know, they've asked, what should I do before I buy a place? Create a budget. Track your expenses. Because that way you'll know what your expenses are. And it goes back to point number two, tip number two, track everything Everything that you spend spend money on. That will be the guiding point for you. Because if you know what your monthly expenses are, you'll be able to know how much more that you can add to your monthly expenses. And keep those maintenance fees in there and keep all those hidden costs. Make sure that Absolutely. they're part of it. They're not the buffer. they're not the cookie that you take a bite of and you right. say that doesn't count. Doesn't count. Exactly. So <laughs> it's the buffer. Create right. the buffer. You'll know what the buffer is. Most people I probably I'd swear and argue that they don't know what that buffer is. Mm-hmm. But they go to the max. Now mortgage brokers, mortgage lenders, they'll they'll help you get to the max. Real estate agents also. And there's a lot of great people out there. But again, they're there to help you to find a place. And so it's not their job to go through the numbers. And there's some great ones that do, mm-hmm. right? But that's not their place. It's your responsibility. Your ownership. Exactly. So I don't know if I've convinced you. To that- invest in a place you live in. Yeah, I, I see I see what you're talking about. And I have experienced my parents doing the same thing of having a, a home for over 35 years now. Same place? Same place. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And it, they've just kept building on it and adding to it and, you know, paid the mortgage right off, but really committed to that space. Mm, that's actually a great example. Well, tip number six, ensure your earning potential in human capital. Yeah, what does, does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. Well, you want to take a stab at it? Yeah. I mean, when I look at that, I, I think of, you know, you yourself are your biggest asset. You hear that a lot, that it's really, if you can't work, if you can't earn money, then that's, that's a huge chunk. That's, that's an important piece to your overall financial plan. So ensuring your earning potential to me would be something like, you know, potentially disability insurance, something where if something happens to you, you know that you have different buckets that you can draw from. Absolutely. And, and ensuring your earning potential I like to look at it, and I explain it this way, is you, you take the responsibility from yourself. Now, our show, we advocate taking responsibility. But and this is one case I would say, pass the responsibility on. 
past the bucket. Mm. And that is where you go to an insurance company and you say, I want to insure my earnings for the future. Because what that's one thing that we don't know. Guaranteed. We don't know what the future holds. And give you an example. Let's just say an individual earns 50000 a year. And let's say they're 25 years from retiring. So 50000 in 25 years, forget about taxes, okay? They would earn $1.25 million. Right, over that period of time, yeah. So let me ask you, Ali, and whoever's listening, are you willing to risk that potential to earn $1.25 million? Now we have any factor in raises right. or other factors that can potentially earn you more. Do you want to risk it? No, definitely not. Do I risk the lifestyle that can be created out of that or even just maintaining a lifestyle? No, it seems like a no-brainer that I'd want to protect that. I don't think most people look at that future um, money as something that they need to protect now. Kind of think it'll all work out. It'll all work out. Yeah. You're going back to the... <laughs> the magic. The, the universe. universe. <laughs> Actually, the show that you did with The Marissa, Magical Nanny. <laughs> I heard it. The mag- I love The universe that. is not your magical nanny. I love Cleaning that. up after you. I am going to <laughs> trademark that. That is just brilliant. I lo- that's absolutely it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Let's just say, take that to, to let's say you earn $100,000. Well, you, you multiply that. You know, it's $2.5 million. Uh, and we can do numbers. Encourage you to do a cal- get out a calculator. Now, what do I mean by human capital? Well, human capital. What will you provide? What will you provide to society? So, it, taking the same example, fifty thousand, twenty-five years. That's one point two five million. What will you contribute? What will you donate? How will that be affected? Your family. What will you teach them? Your thoughts. Your legacy. What's that worth? Mm. What is that worth? And what number do you attach to it? Right. I think that's a a deeper question. Again, goes back to the emotionality of it, of what that means to people. What they, I think a lot of people try to not think about the legacy because of what it means that they won't be here anymore. But when you really have that conversation and, and really start to understand you know, their values and what they want to provide, or if they have family members, what they want to provide, um, then it be, starts to become more real. Then it starts to become more of a, wow, okay, I, I, want, I want to protect that. I want to have something to pass on. Hmm. Well, tip number seven. Invest in yourself. I like that one. Do you? I love it. Why? I just think it's so important. You could, you could create you know, you could keep earning and having money come in, but if you don't have the knowledge or you don't have the education or you don't have the belief in yourself or feel good about what you're doing, then often that money will just go. It'll go as quick as it came in. So I think earning um, your ability to to really understand yourself and do personal growth courses, I think is so valuable. And it's that point there that, tip in what you're saying that personal growth the if you want to learn uh ali yes you were a yogi before that's true i still am you still are but you were teaching it yeah you had your own business yeah so to become 
what's the terminology? Yogi master? Sure. Guru. A guru. Yogi guru. How many hours do you think someone put into becoming a go? Uh, I was going to say a goji. I mean, a, yogi <laughs> a goji fairy. <laughs> a yoga master. A yoga How many hours? Oh, I'd say 10 hours a day for years. Really? Oh, yeah. So what do you think that would be? Thousand hours? Yeah, at least. Yeah. In building personal wealth and creating whatever that means to you, because it, it may not just be money, but it could be a lifestyle. It could be building different buckets that provide lifestyle. And so the focus does not have to be just on money, but let's just say it is. Should we not have the same intensity, the same time commitment in understanding wealth? Because wealth, well, the magical nanny is going to help you there. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really doesn't exist. No. It's you. Right. The individual that puts in the time. We're given abilities. <laughs> We're given abilities. You know, God-given abilities to be able to think, to be able to work towards something. And, and wealth is part of that. And that's why tip number seven, invest in yourself is part of what exactly you're saying to invest in the brain that's you know between our two years. If we can understand, even listening to the show, right? that's an investment of time. And it doesn't have to be money. Piece. Exactly. Oh. That allow you to be able to ponder, to think, and to be able to really look at what that means to you. How can you create wealth? Because if you go through all seven here, saving 10%, 10% does that come immediately? That takes time. Track everything you spend money on. That takes discipline, time, a new habit. Three, invest what you save. Again, you have to understand that. You have to do research. You have to take time to find somebody if, if you're not going to do it yourself. Four, guard yourself from losing your treasure. Right. You built hard. Understand the time. emotions around it. Exactly. That takes investment of time. But you also need to understand it. Number five, invest in a place that you live in. Takes time to find a place. Takes time and years to invest in your property. Number six, ensure your earning potential in human capital. Calculate, spend time. You know what we just did? There was a simple calculation. Right. But really taking the time to understand. What are your values? Right. Yeah. And number seven, invest in yourself. And so summarize all of that. Ali, I can't believe one hour. Has gone by. Yes. And we've revealed the secrets. We've revealed the secrets. So you can take it, Ali. You make my, I'll just charge you one percent of everything you earn. <laughs> okay, that's great. tip. That's tip number eight. Oh, is it? Oh, we'll get to that next time. Create passive income. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I, it. I hopefully, and I actually thank you. Thank you for joining us, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed yourself in the yeah. show. I enjoyed that, talking to you and really getting into this with you. Um, I know leading up to the show, you and I worked on this and really looked at, you know, the, these ancient secrets that have been around for thousands of years, but. Um, it's good to bring them up to the to the front. Definitely, it's been enlightening for me just to to visit how I relate with each of these steps and and my what my journey has been with each of them. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, I look forward to uh, having you join us in the future, and hopefully you'll uh, you'll actually uh, join us. Oh, actually, I'll you, be back. You'll be back. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. Either my seat or actually, you're going to be joining Marissa in a couple. Of weeks. I am. Yeah. Now, if people want to check you up. You're on the website, and there's a they photo. They can check me out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they can just. What does that girl look like? 
What's the website again? The website is www.capitalcorefinancial.com. Great. And then it can go into about us. I think there's a photo of you with your bio. There is. Yes. With your email and contact information. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening and tuning in this week. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. We're able to get a few things out of the show and we have a tagline. You know what it is. Join us next week and have a wealthy wealthy week. week. I love that. Thank you for tuning in this week. Please join Franco Calagiri and Marissa Sipolinski again for another edition of Conversations with Money next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wealthy week. Oh,